Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. As always, I'm your host, Aaron White, and I'm back this week with an extra review episode for you because I just saw a movie that I know everyone is going to be talking about, and I wanted to give you my opinion and let you know what I think about it right away. Now, this movie has already had quite a few fan showings going on for the past several weeks. In fact, I know someone who is a local but not a film critic, and he's seen it, I believe, three times before they even showed it to us for press. That makes me think right off the bat that they are a little nervous or worried about press reaction and probably wanted to get more word of mouth out there early. And after seeing it, that makes sense. The movie I'm talking about is The Flash from Warner Brother Pictures. It stars Ezra Miller, Sasha Kelly, Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Maribel Verdu, Kiersey Clemens, Ancha Trow, and Michael Keaton. It is directed by Andy Machete, and it is written by Christina Hodson with a story by John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein, and Joby Harold, and based on characters from DC Comics. Cinematography is by Henry Braham. Music is by Benjamin Walfish. It runs 144 minutes and is rated PG-13 for sequences of violence and action, some strong language, and partial nudity. What's it about? Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. First things first, what you're not going to get here is a critique of Ezra Miller's personal problems or the decisions that WB leadership have made regarding the DCEU franchise. That's not reviewing a movie, which is what I'm here to do. And frankly, it bothers me greatly when anyone is bringing Miller's checkered recent history into their review of this film because it has no bearing whatsoever on whether the movie works or doesn't. And I think that you should highly question the professionalism and the value of any so-called critic making that a factor in their official review. All right, now you know what you're not going to get, so let's talk about my experience. I won't bury the lead. I kind of hated it. <laughs> we'll start with the story. And don't worry, I will be avoiding any cameo reveals or big plot twists, as always. If it has been in trailers or been brought up frequently in marketing, I feel like it's fair game. The gist is that Barry Allen wants to bring back his mom now that he has discovered in Justice League that he can go back in time. That's an entirely understandable desire, a very relatable one, that even without the movie telling us, we all know that it could have dire consequences on his present world. And Barry does it anyway. And consequences, it does have. Once in the past, he has to deal with another version of himself. They are basically inseparable for over half of the movie. So your mileage with this is going to largely depend on how much you enjoy Barry Allen and Barry Allen together. They've got to find some help in this new world because in this timeline, the General Zod is coming back, terraform the Earth, and they don't know if they're going to be able to stop him. 
as you already know, this includes Michael Keaton returning as Batman and also Supergirl that become part of their team. The plot itself takes inspiration from the DC comic crossover event Flashpoint, of which there is an outstanding animated film adaptation, I might add. I highly, highly recommend that. There are some moments that fans will recognize, and I admit they were pretty cool to see, but a lot of this is different because it's directly working with the world of the DCEU that needs to be reversed and not the world of the comics as it was needing to be reversed in Flashpoint when it was written. It is a solid idea on paper. It really is. I've always been excited about this movie because it made sense to me why you would want the Flash to do this. It uses his power. It gives him an opportunity to shine. Going back to keep your mom from dying is something that everyone and their mother, <laughs> literally, not their mother, I guess, in this case, but uh, everyone can very much latch on to emotionally, and it allows you to play with characters from the past. Problem, of course, is that in this version, the execution is awful. The family side of the story works more than the Return of Zod story, which honestly just serves to provide a bad guy for one big gigantic CGI battle at the end. Shocking, I know. Who's ever had one of those in a comic book movie before? Barry and Barry trying to reconcile their duality is interesting. They have a few conversations that are meaningful and interesting, but the overall tone of this movie is one that treats everything like a joke, and that just doesn't work for me. It never has. It never will. I didn't find this very funny at all. Most of the jokes landed pretty flat for me, and there's a fair amount of sexual innuendo and sophomoric humor, also things I don't particularly like. And then the film expects you to turn on a dime and have a couple of these like big emotional moments. And it, they feel so incredibly forced and out of place because everything before and after them is just this big comedy routine. One of those moments, however, involves Barry and his mom, and it does feel earned and is quite moving. But unfortunately, the majority of the times they do this, it just doesn't work. One involves Supergirl in particular, and that one is frustrating to me because they spend about 15 seconds having a character interaction between her and someone else, and it sets up this supposedly big emotional action that she is going to take and that is going to suddenly completely create her new mindset and what she chooses to do with her life. And it just is mind-boggling because it's such poor writing and it takes shortcuts and it relies on humorous beats to make the audience laugh instead of truly developing any of its characters and giving them any real personality traits. We don't actually get to know this Batman or this Supergirl at all. The movie is also way too long and you absolutely feel it. But I will say that the multiple timelines explanation and how things are dealt with in this sort of multiversal situation all made logical sense to me. 
Some people have called this convoluted and messy, and that's honestly just one thing I can't really agree with. I thought it made sense. I just didn't like it. Coming on the heels of Across the Spider-Verse, does this film no favors either? Everything about it is nostalgia bait. Whether current DCEU related or stuff from the past, everything is forced to the point of being more worthy of eye rolls for me than any cheers. My audience did frequently get very excited. Things like a camera zooming in on Michael Keaton slow motion so that he could repeat a famous line of dialogue had everybody hooting and hollering. But it did nothing for me at all because it feels like the director just shining a spotlight, turning on a rock band, and screaming, are you not entertained by this thing that I know you already love? Please, please, please love it again. Comparatively, Spider-Verse treats its nostalgia like Easter eggs, giving fans this passing moment to ooh and ah at something before moving right along with its plot. This one just tries too hard, and it uses past DC movie history as a crutch to try and get you to care about what is just a very poor attempt at storytelling. You think I'm done with criticism? Nope, not, not quite yet. The CGI is bad. Rarely does it feel like an actual human is doing something aside from the Flash. He is the exception. Thankfully, those scenes actually look really great. But Supergirl and Keaton's Batman specifically often look like video game characters zipping around the screen. It's very obviously fake to the point of distraction. One of the film's early set pieces also sort of sets the stage well for what you can expect throughout the movie. It's a rescue attempt of sorts with some awful, awful visuals and delivered all completely in the most ridiculous tone. I do, however, think that Ezra gives an excellent performance, or performances, I guess I should say, despite not liking his younger self as a character, both Barry's are played very uniquely, and Miller does a really great job acting all alone. I've always thought they were extremely talented and that they show some great comedic timing and emotional range, despite me not being a fan of the direction taken in this particular version of this character. There are some surprises that theaters are going to go absolutely nuts for, and I will admit that one in particular definitely even got a little smile out of me. There is a post credit scene. It is pointless. It made me mad that I stayed around to watch it. It's just yet another dumb joke and cameo in a movie whose crumbling foundation was built entirely on those things to begin with. It's consistent, yes, but bad as well. I really, really, really wanted to love this. And I kept looking around me as much of the crowd would cheer madly at things that just did not elicit any emotional response from me at all, other than frustration. This felt more like Joss Whedon's The Flash than it did anything connected to Snyder's universe, which is what it's supposed to be playing in. My only hope is that this truly is a reset because at this point, we just need to let it all die and take a big, long break from DC trying to connect everything together. The Flash is going to be in theaters on June 16th. I don't really recommend it. It doesn't matter what I say. You're going to make your decision and go see it. 
whether I give it a glowing review or whether I give it this very negatively slanted review. And I understand that. This is just my opinion. It's how I felt walking out of it. And my job is to tell you that and be honest. Well, that's it for this second episode of FF Plus this week. Hopefully I've helped set your expectations. That's my aim. And I hope you've enjoyed listening. As always, find me on social media networks. You can get links to all of those in the show notes to every episode. I love to chat and I would like to hear what you think about The Flash when you go see it or if you've already seen it early like many fans have, as I mentioned. Also, if you're enjoying the show, we'd love for you to drop us a five-star review and some kind words and a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may listen. It helps us out a lot and really does make me feel good. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filled.